going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. The bar. Yes, 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 yes. And we're back again with another episode. Episode 104 of the VAR Bar. I am your gracious and highly favoured host, of course, Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew. And I'm joined by my fellow compadres. How are we doing, gents? Yo, yo, yo. Good. Active, Good. active. We're, we're, we're live from the W, all of us now, innit? Yeah, man. Everyone's yeah, got their Everyone collected, yeah? Yeah. Apart Normal, from, really. Apart from, from that Shrizz, bo- bottling it again. Everyone's got their said, section, man. Post said normal. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not cap. We're probably the most informed team in the league, isn't it? Outside of City ah. and Liverpool, isn't it? I mean, chest. Come, come and see chest. No, mm. we're actually the most informed to us. Like, there's no... Okay. Hey, yeah. Oh, there's, there's hey. no one else yet, Tabs. The, the backup ticket, the pack-up dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Say That's less, man. Dancer. We're just, you know, we're, we're just having fun with our... You're just, you just you just used, you just got your own seat now, isn't it, in the W? That's, mm. that's what it is, really. For now, my guy. <laughs> nah man but yeah obviously a lot has happened since we last met especially in west london um a lot of changes but you know without further ado let's just get with the shits and we'll start with my beloved um liverpool um obviously we played our second leg in the champions league um against inter milan which we lost one nil but the away away tie versus them was still enough for us to progress and then we had a game with brighton yesterday lunchtime Beat them 2-0, courtesy of Diaz and Mo Salah. Now, Press, uh, you kind of alluded to a question I wanted to ask yesterday in the group chat, talking about Mo Salah. So, obviously, word has come out that we have offered him a new new and improved contract in December, which was rejected by both him and his agent. Um, you said something interesting in the lines of losing Salah may ultimately not be that big of a deal for Liverpool, as things stand. Can you further elaborate on your point? Yeah, man, I think this comes on the back of the conversations that um, we've been having about Luis Diaz um, as a player. And um, it has certainly surprised me how quickly he's adapted to the Premier League. Obviously, Andy, you shouted it from early, uh, from game one, that, you know, he he was going to basically find his feet really, really quickly. And it turns out that he's found it way quicker than probably anyone expected. I think in terms of as a forward player and what he offers. Um, he's exactly what Liverpool needs. Um, and uh, I, I went on to make the point that, you know, if Salah weren't to agree terms, which it's looking um, likely that he might not, um, if Salah weren't to agree terms that having Luis Diaz come in um, might actually soften that blow. And obviously with the emergence of uh, Diogo Jota and we've, we've given him high praise already this season, um, we could be looking at a, a smooth transition away from Salah should he leave. So yeah, man. Yeah, I, I yeah, I fully agree with you. I think like the all of a sudden, like the I don't know if this is the right word, but like the leverage is on our side now rather than Salah's side, especially mm. with the with with um, Luis Diaz with Luis Diaz's entrance in the Liverpool squad and the way he's the way he's performing, but. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from what Salah's been doing for us because when we're definitely not going to replace his goal contributions for us. Uh, neither Luis, Diaz, Jota, Mane, Firmino, they don't, yeah, none of them have it in them per se. Even though I did say though that I think Luis Diaz can do it. I mean, I don't want to put my hat out and say it, but I think like if he starts, you know, scoring a lot more, I think he can, he can, 
you know, he can get serious numbers in the Liverpool shirt, man. But the thing is, have, you, think, have we seen have we seen him on the right though? Because because obviously, I feel like every single team game we've watched has been Salah has been there with him. Mm. So like, I, I'd be interested to see if he could because obviously, I know he's not going to replace the amount of goals that Salah will bring. But yeah. in terms of the effect that he has on maybe the opposition team, and even if he's not scoring. I don't know. Maybe I think it'll be a bit yeah, a different nah. player. Yeah, I agree. I, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think I think he'll be primarily be playing like left. how we played, like on the left. Yeah, on and left. Mane will play up front. Either Mane, Firmino, Jota will play up front, yeah. and Salah will will hug that left on left hand side, man. But I think what's what what what's important is that um, if if we know that he's not going to sign or he's not going to agree to the terms, that we're not going to offer him anything close to what he's asking for. Yeah. I think what's important is that whether we're selling this summer or whether he goes on a free, because that will, yeah. for me, determine whether we're going to get a left-sided replacement for him yeah. in like a Bowen or whoever. Left-footed or, replacement, you mean? Sorry? A left-footed replacement. No, no, no. Just on that left-hand side, whether he's oh, left-footed okay. or not, just on that left-hand side, a replacement or um, if he leaves on the free, then we wouldn't have like the piece to get like top quality you get me so I Wouldn't think that's be very ideal important to get left footed though of course but I mean because I know I know people are saying that he's a he's a replacement but ultimately I think he's a replacement for Mane than Salah who really that's an interesting point yeah, Diaz. Dude, Diaz. Yeah. I, I agree man I agree yeah, I agree I with agree that as well. yeah I, 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 I think so I think I think Diaz was bought to apply pressure to Mane who has not been performing in his usual best um, as of late, so. so you don't think it's foresight for potential Salah leaving? You think I that think I think I think it's a for, it's a foresight to soften the blow, like you said, yeah. so that the yeah. leverage is on our side, so that we now we have a roster of attackers who mm. can yeah. who can do bits basically. So if Salah was to leave, yeah, and we collect peace for from him, the fan base wouldn't be that mad. I think no no one would be that mad. I think other than maybe Salah in it. So do you guys think that? With this salary situation, it, it it calls for the conversation about salary capping. No, no, I don't know. I don't know because what, 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 as a Liverpool it? fan, you won't be you're, you won't be you, you're not happy seeing Salah leave. But I understand the decision Liverpool's taking because you can't bow down to Salah's demand because once you do, you get Trent asking for this, you get Van Dijk asking for this, you get the big boys asking for that, and that. I think it's messes, uh, go ahead. I think it's um, if I can just jump in there, Shalom. I think it's it's slightly different with Salah. I think we're talking about a Age. potential Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or mm. like level player sort of thing. So yeah. in terms of in terms of like maybe salary demands, it is going to be a bit different than every other player. I understand that mm-hmm. Trent has obviously been absolutely fantastic, but we're talking about one of maybe five players in the world who could probably demand what he's potentially going to demand. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't have a problem. With I this. reckon. That- I reckon he's even blind Liverpool compared to what probably some other black players are on. If you think about your Neymars of the world or your Mbappes, he's probably not even asking for anything close to what them men are on. I don't think there. he is neither, man. You know what I'm saying? But I think he, he just wants to be recognised as like an important player, in it? Like, yeah. generally, I, generally, generally, sorry, sorry, generally speaking, Liverpool are quite sensible with the salaries they yeah, give out. Yeah, so exactly. Very. They're not going to break that structure for anyone, I don't think. And also, these clubs you're mentioning, they're both backed by Saudi, Saudi like yeah, Saudi exactly. backed. So yeah, it's it's unfair. 
You know what I mean? So you can't be asking Liverpool to pull out, put out the same amount that these Saudi mm. back clubs. The thing are. is, the thing it's is, hard. on on the flip side though, my why not? Salah is like, what, what does he do after Liverpool? Because I can't see like a, a lot of teams. Obviously, teams would fit him in, and obviously look at it, like his salary we're talking about. But yeah, I don't think he he goes to a better place and and basically like excels. I think Liverpool is literally the best place for him. So I feel like he's potentially losing a bit of leverage himself because like. When you actually I, think, right I now, think he has another big club in him if he was to I leave this PSG, summer. I think PSG. PSG would be uh, the next likely PSG bet. PSG is just... It's that, just a, that's, that, a that, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's, bro, that's that's a funeral a place at the moment, yeah. man. Yeah. If you saw the game today... <laughs> I'm saying. It looked mad. But obviously, they would have the piece... Yeah, all, in, all in all, Salah to PSG would make sense even for his image and PSG's image and like the Arabs, etc. It yeah, would fair. make sense. Fair. But it's also been reported that obviously he he's not mad at staying in the Premier League, so maybe a return to Chelsea or Never. like a, nah, it could yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know what's going on, man. But yeah, personally, I would I would love to I would love to have him or to retain him. Uh, but if not, sorry, sorry, Taz. But if not, we need to cash in, man. We, I don't want to lose him on the free. Yeah, go on, Taps. Yeah, no, I was just saying, um, just having a discussion yesterday about the whole Salah situation and um, apparently like Klopp spoke on it and said that the club have done basically everything that they uh, pretty much can, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like for Liverpool to to say that, like that they've done all they can. Yeah. Uh, letting, one of the best, letting one of the best players in the world go um, seems like, you know, they, they have their plan B in mind already. I don't see Liverpool being that club that are not prepared. So saying that, it's like Coutinho, when he wanted to go, okay, like we look forward uh, past Coutinho leaving. So Yeah, we do. We, we, we replace well in it, in that sense. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's my take on it, that I think already that if there is, like excluding whoever's already at the club, like outside of the club, I reckon Liverpool are already looking and potentially have already found the replacement and we'll just do it in the summer. Like, yeah. um, that's my take on it. Like away from like um, Diaz, Jota, whoever, I feel like Liverpool will definitely strengthen in this position anyway because it looks like Firmino will also be on the way out, right? Yeah. If yeah. you think about it. So they're most definitely... So the talk of the town is probably <laughs> Bukayo Saka. Nah, not Saka. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Um, Billion bucks. Not just yet, but the thing is, Klopp has talked about Mart- Martinelli. Out, out. Why has no one ever linked him and Liverpool, um, Liverpool together? Because Klopp has openly said, that but he's he, right. He's right hand side, isn't it? Yeah, he's right hand side. So that's why unless, Saka unless makes like, more sense. Unless like Sadio kicks, then <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. We put the bread boy. <laughs> one of the one of the one of their boys. The thing is, if if like the Saka thing here, yeah, because this is this is what I told like Shalom and um, Toast. Like, if Arsenal don't make top four, I fully expect us to go in for him. Like, fully. I expect us to, whether he comes or not, that's another thing. But I fully think, expect us to, to place the bid, think, man. I still think for the Arsenal boys, there's uh, one more year for them at Arsenal. Uh, Agreed. Before they, start, um, before they start considering anything else. The reason... But, he, but, that, he, but he's got one year left on his Connie, isn't it? And not signed yeah. anything yet. So, boy. Now, we're, Saka. We're, Saka, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're doing, we're, we're, I think contract negotiation starts this summer. 
Uh, <laughs> that, suckers, but then it might be late, wait, boy. Wait, wait. <laughs> Saka's agent is is quite tough to deal with. As wait, well, he's so. actually got one year left. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. he's Bro. like Salah. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 he's got, no, 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 he's got, no, no, he's got two, no, 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 he's got two years, no, 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 he's got two years, he's got two years. No, but it's not, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even like Saka, it's not even Saka, obviously, you know, Mbappe, I think Mbappe would be a stretch in terms of the wage demands, to be honest, but like Anthony at Ajax as well, I've been, I've been seeing strong, scouted quite a bit, strong rumours from, even from here, innit, from Holland, I've been, that would be like a glove, yeah, so, I'll be happy to see him as well, to be honest, but, Let's see, man. Cha. Yes. Next up, next up. So, obviously, we haven't lost at Anfield in over a year in all competition. Mm-hmm. Um, Inter Milan was the latest to break our little run. Some people saying Inter played us in both legs. Mm-hmm. Others are saying, uh, yeah, well, but Liverpool deserve to go through based on the two legs. Um, I know you watched both games. How did you view it? Um, yeah, to be fair, I actually thought it was... Um... It was a game of actually two halves in the sense, obviously, two games, literally. Um, but I think Inter Milan definitely gave as good as they got, to be honest. I think um, they were definitely on a threat. Um, I think the the big change in point, I think, in the tie in general was uh, the Sanchez sending off. Um, I feel like that really changed things um, throughout the both tie. But obviously, Liverpool were definitely like good money for it. They definitely had a lot of, a lot of chances, obviously, to win it. Um, and obviously, they eventually went through. But in terms of sort of the yeah, the course of sort of both legs. I definitely think Inter Milan um, on another day could have definitely like caused a shock. One hundred percent. I think that's I think that's low key unfair on us, man. But I hear it. But I think that's low key unfair. I think you, I think Inter Milan were very. They matched us. I can say that that they yeah. matched us both legs in terms of their intensity. But I don't think they've created in enough chances at all to win this tie. And I, I, think I think we have. Yeah. I think your I think your best players were better than theirs, if that makes sense. I think Trent yeah. had a like a brilliant two games in it. Like, I think he was the one of the standout players. Um and I think Lewis Salah Diaz, like Salah Salah was Mane has been good. Diaz wow. has been good. Diaz has just been honestly you guys have got I've, I'm gonna say this out loud now and it's so like in a few years time when we're talking about it, it's there in it. But so you've got <laughs> you've got yourself a star man. That Diaz is different bro. Like Every time he gets the ball, you think that something's gonna happen, and that's what and I think that's what like sets I saw, people. I saw apart, someone yeah. tweet like, "We're getting excited because this is our first technical dribbler since John Barnes." No, that's a laugh. I actually see that one too. To be fair, but yeah, no, um, both both games were good quality, but um, yeah, obviously look, Liverpool deserve to go through, man. Yeah, respect Mane though. What do you mean, like, like say Mane can't dribble? Is he a technical dribbler? For sure, yeah, there's a nah, different type of to, dribbling. Not to, oh. not to Diaz level, man. Ooh, not to that level, man. Diaz, <laughs> Diaz will pick it up from the halfway line and run at it. Yeah, nah. yeah. I feel like Mane is kind of like a knock into space and. Man is more agility. Yeah, right. yeah, no, I've got to I remember the goal what? against Arsenal with Emirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. His debut, bro. Lewis Diaz is more of will give you a step over. Yeah, of what he yeah. like a Sanchez type. I think, I think, Lu- yeah, Lewis Diaz is a bit better, man. You don't remember what Mane did to Neymar? That to Neymar yeah, yeah, that, that Neymar, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Like, that was from straight from <laughs> Afcon, man. Yeah, no, rate Mane to be fair. No, but I agree with Pres though that I think Diaz is like a level higher in terms of his dribbling, definitely. Yeah, I toast, man. Let me stay with you, man, because <laughs> um, I want some bites. 
But All obviously, right, <laughs> obviously, Henry and Messi still hold the record of having 20 goals and 20 assists in a single season from the top five leagues. Um, Mo Salah yesterday scored his 20th goal in the league. He's currently on 10 assists with 10, 10 games to go. Is he joining that club? <laughs> man, laugh. Nah. <laughs> you answered your own question, man. Um, nah, he ain't, joining, he, ain't, he ain't joining the club, but um, shout out to Salah, obviously, because, yeah, the goal, goal scoring record speaks for itself. Um, yeah, I, always, I never really got to touch on the point earlier about like the Salah replacement, but I think yeah, talk um, I think um, of Sal- Salah is just the shooter. It's one of those ones where when you need the goal, he's probably going to be the guy that's going to pop up with them. You look at the league goals, Salah with 20, Jota, Jota and Mane have 12 apiece. And there's, there's that's almost like a 10, a 10 goal differential for a reason, really. So mm. um, yeah, the, the goal scoring speaks for itself, but um, he, he's not gonna he's not gonna get twenty assists. I don't think so. But um, in terms of yeah, he's too selfish for that man. I think he's a, trying to break his own record. I'll be honest with you. I think all of the Liverpool attackers to a fault are quite selfish, man. There's, yeah. Like, um, in we'll get, I'm sure we'll touch on the Brighton game, but there was a couple of times where a square ball just leads to a simple goal, man. But they'd rather score themselves. Touch on the Brighton game, man. If you if you watched it, yeah, no, I watched it. Um, very good game. Um, again. Uh, uh, to be honest, I thought it was actually Trent that put that ball in for Diaz for the first goal, but it was actually oh, Joel Matip. Um, Rip my CB. I mean, yeah, just just watching the game, um, can't can't say enough about really Matip and um, uh, Van Dijk's ability to just like really play those long balls. Really like that, like the diagonal ball from um, Van Dijk is automatic, and then obviously you've got Matip who can who can obviously pick a pass out like that. That looks like it could have been a Trent. Alexander Arnold born him, man, and I mean, just having that sort of ability at the back, that that kind of sort of composure, man, it, it, it helps the team so much, isn't it? But um, yeah, very brave from Diaz, very well taken first goal. Again, I mean, refereeing, bro, uh, come on, that's yeah, that is criminal. It was criminal. It was, it was, it probably was oh, a red card. Oh my gosh, violent conduct. I mean, you can't get your leg up that high, bro. He didn't even go to the screen, man. I don't get. It. They wanted well, to see blood first, bro, before they they, mm-hmm. they wanted but, to see um, knockout, yeah, fam. Yeah, basically. Nonsense. Mad. All right, man. That was LFC. Let's move on to um, West London. Chelsea, because obviously this has been a big, big week for Chelsea. I mean, last week, I think on the pod, we dealt with Roman officially putting the club for sale and various interesting parties coming forward. This week, Roman was slapped with a couple of sanctions that had heavy repercussions for his assets, including Chelsea. I mean, for me personally, in the past 72 hours, so much has happened and so much has changed surrounding that. Despite all that, Chelsea still managed to find time to give Norwich a beating and also played Newcastle this afternoon and, you know, ended up with a last-minute dub. Um, but Jake, man, summarise it all for us, man. And how are Chelsea fans in general feeling? Um, it's a strange one. I think if I ever get a tattoo, it's going to be the Chelsea badge followed by chaos and trophies because that's the only <laughs> thing I've ever known with that football club. Um, in terms of Chelsea fans, like there's obviously some, I'd say a vocal minority, but they are very vocal nevertheless, that are almost offending Abramovich. Like, minority, yeah? Well, that, what I say is, I think they're the minority, but yeah. they're the vocal minority. Like, you can yeah, hear yeah, yeah. them more than anyone else. Mm. But um, I think the way I see it myself is that, like, I'm sad Roman's going. Like, He's been my owner for the vast majority of my life as a Chelsea fan, and he's been a vital part of our success. But it doesn't excuse what's happened. 
like the man's apparently by from all evidence like he's definitely got a relationship with a war criminal like you you can't get away from that fact and it needs to be done which is fine so like it is a slightly scary time at Chelsea because like there's just so many different rumors like I'm having but like Jake sorry sorry to cut you off there like or anyone else chime in please but like what can actually happen like can Chelsea as a club cease to exist or like what no, no. What, what what's the will buy them or like they'll get taken over by um a um do you know the people that take over like company um cl- administration like administration yeah like that worst possible scenario but that will never get to that point in it no, from what I, I read I think they need a special request for the club to be sold um that's what I think but oh they've, they've got that they've this got license, that now this, this license that the British government have basically given them at the moment I think they're in yeah. conversation at the moment to basically loosen it up. But Jake, you know what though? Like hearing what you're saying, I kind of have sympathy for Roman, and I explain. the The Ooh. UK government, the UK government are evil, you know, because these guys were in bed with the Russians, right? And then a madness has happened, and you know they're they're slapping sanctions, but they slap sanctions late. So it's a bit of a double standard if you want to keep it one hundred. But it is yeah, another no, no, Chelsea's birthday, boy. Yeah, it is yeah. another conversation to be had because it's dirty Russian money in London. It's been there. But, yeah, but, yeah. At, at the end of the day, like that's not something I I can really comment to. At the end, but it's affecting Chelsea. It is what it is. You have to move <laughs> forward. Like I think someone that you have to give flowers to here is Thomas Tuchel. Like he has, he, he's handled it so well, man. Yeah, so like well. he. I didn't know I could rate him more until this crisis happened. Like he has been absolutely brilliant. Like he's been more than a manager to this club <laughs> the last month or whatever, and like. We're fortunate that we have him. I don't think there's many others that could be handling it as well as he has been. Like the quotes that are coming out of the end of games are brilliant. It's like, um, I'm pretty sure we've got a plane to the Lille game, but if we don't, we'll get a train. If we don't get a train, we'll get a bus. If we can't get a bus, I'll drive with <laughs> myself. Like he, he's up for the challenge. I think this is reinvigorating it. I said it last week. Like this could be a thing for the Chelsea team to rally around. Like it's going to be hard without a doubt because. You're, you're constantly going to be in a bit of fear almost about what happens next because no one knows what happens next. We're all in a state of unknown and that's probably yeah. the worst thing about it. But What do you think, your, what's your prediction of what could happen? We're going to get sold. Like um, mm. bids, The bid deadline is Friday. Roman has already apparently confer- communicated that he is willing to let the club be sold. Like, he'll let it happen and all the proceeds will go to Ukraine. Whether or not that will actually happen. I think me and Shalom will both be able to vote that the government will doubt it. But um, I'll go back to you in a minute, Tab. But I I think we do get sold. Um, I think it happens before the end of the season because I think it is going to be a very quick sale because nobody mm. wants or needs this to drag on. Um, mm. We're being told, I think, there's three major groups. So there's an American-Swiss group, which has been around for a while, there is a group by who's led by a guy called Nick Candy, who's a Chelsea fan and a property expert tycoon type thing. Uh, he's apparently um, already submitted plans to, re- to redevelop Stamford. And then the final one, which is the one I don't really want, despite they've got more resources, is a Saudi group. And they're, really? they're, they've apparently already said, like, we'll renew everyone's contract. Bro, we'll there's renew- a Ghanaian that put his hat in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're then getting into, like, all the... Not 
joke bits for all these people that are like, yeah, really? yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Jake, really? I would have thought Americans, I don't want Americans because they are very difficult yeah. to spend. You don't want to yeah. get into this Arsenal, um, even Liverpool these, situation. These, these I think that Nick Candy, Nick Candy is your best bet, man. That our American, this is the thing, our American is a part of the Dodgers. And if, exactly. if you don't follow baseball, which I don't blame you, it's fucking boring, mm. but they spend money. Like they, uh, their annual payroll is over $200 million. Drake, like, what, I'm, what I'm trying to explain is the Russians, the Saudis, they love football. So they spend, right? Americans, no matter how much they want to run it, they love their sports. So they spend. They don't love football like these Russians and the Saudis do. And it's clear when you see when you see it with like the American owners of certain clubs. This is my point. So I'd rather take a Saudi ownership or Russian ownership per se. Um, Dan, I think Jake is, Jake is not wanting the Saudi ownership because of ethical reasons. Yeah, like, fair, I, I, fair I enough. That, that is my concern. Like, they would be the best for the club itself. But the problem that we've had now, and it's a problem that um, City and Newcastle could easily face, is they've bought this as a, like, um, we've been really political here, but like it's a soft power thing, haven't they? Like They want it as a culture symbol, as a status symbol. But let's say in a week's time, the Saudi relationship with the UK is absolutely ruinous, or Dubai's relationship, or Qatar, or whatever. The same thing will happen, yeah. Then it'll yeah. be the same thing, yeah. This is it that the government right now are scaring just investment in general into the Premier League because of these situations. Like, how can they, like, and not to get too political about this, but, you know, at the game today, it was interesting, Jake, listening to the Chelsea fans talking about Newcastle and saying, oh, well, Newcastle's um, owners are apparently like war, um, what's it called? Rude, like, do you hear what, what that woman came out and said the other day about um, Abramovich? She, 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 felt, she, she felt sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, but like what I'm saying is at Chelsea, the fans were saying, obviously, the the, um, the uh, Newcastle owners yeah, what are they're doing, yeah, like of war criminals of and they've um, funded the war in, in um, Yemen. Yeah, Yemen, Yemen, yeah. Yemen. Yeah, eighty-one executions this weekend as well. Yeah, so like it's just like everyone is now going to be just pointing fingers. From my perspective, we'll look at the Mersa Erzul thing, and it's not to say that what's going on in Ukraine is not right or is right or whatever. It's just to say like it's looking like the UK government only pick and choose. Oh, selective. Yeah, yeah, fact, fact, fact. You know what I mean? Like. yeah, where, where they want to turn a blind eye or where they want to like focus on the whole and of Europe is, and not even just the UK. And, and this is just a play for them for the money for Roman's money not to leave England, basically, them sanctioning Chelsea and them stopping Chelsea from being sold because he was most likely going to sell Chelsea anyway. Like, yeah, you know, with everything that was happening, he was most likely just going to sell and walk away. Um, and for 20 years, they've been in bed with him, and then all of a sudden don't want him to, you know, is a, is a bit of a kick in the teeth, to be honest, like Shalom said. Yeah, um, but for me, the way I see it is like, that it is what it is. You can't do anything about it. Like, if I sit here and complain about it, it's just wasted energy. I'd rather just m- move on, to be honest. So, Jake, so, so obviously what, what people are saying, because you mentioned that Thomas Tuchel has been um, great in this situation, but... One of the worst case scenarios is like managers and players leaving as well. Uh, Jamie Carragher coming out and saying uh, United should be all over Thomas Tuchel, which I find, which I find very distasteful actually from Jamie Carragher same, to say same. that. 
Same not gonna lie, I've, I've been hating the pundits recently about Chelsea. Yeah. I think they've like Alan Shearer has been pissing me right off. He has been talking non-stop about Chelsea, and yet you've got you're backing a Saudi ownership for Newcastle. Like that, yeah. the level of hypocrisy there is unbelievable. But um, it is a fear, no doubt. Like our contract situation, especially with our defenders, has dominated the. Um, headlines for a while now and it's obviously quite real at the minute like I, I said it last weekend I wouldn't blame anyone for leaving like th- this affects your livelihood this affects your development and whatnot like you have real concerns if you don't want to be a part of it I'm not going to blame you for it so if Thomas Dougal decided yeah do you know what I can't take this anymore at the end of the season and wanted to leave like he brought us a Champions League good on him like fair enough you'd have my grace to go so mm. it, it would be disappointing, but you know, it was, would you take him? Uh, boy, I mean, I'll, I'll you say up. yes. Or <laughs> Just say yes and move on. <laughs> boy, with both hands, Joe. Anyway, nah, um, <laughs> because, because of the, fo- the, obviously the football coach, isn't it? I, I, th- I think I can, I, I, I think I was, I was quite um, obvious in terms of that. As a football coach, I rate him fully. I didn't really obviously, think too much of him after he left PSG um, but now I've seen how he's developed at Chelsea walked into a club basically took ownership of obviously everything that happens at Chelsea and basically delivered the Champions League you, you can only rate that and it's of course I'd take him in that merit um, however the whole situation with obviously him leaving Chelsea and it just sounds very it, it's distasteful yeah, man yeah, I, I, I don't, very, I'd even like to entertain those convos because like, distasteful or ruthless it sounds very it's, like it's American distasteful think, 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 think about it though like Jamie Jamie Carragher wrote the article right yeah as outside of that had anybody even mentioned it mentioned it or discussed the possibility of that now I'm not talking about the pundits narrative I'm not talking about it in terms of United though you guys have to be ruthless because the facts are, if it goes bad for Chelsea, Chelsea falls after like the top six, yeah. and you need to just go pick the carcasses. What I, what I would say, what I would say though, is <laughs> that if, if that situation does happen and he does decide to leave, I'm pretty confident that we'll be all over it. That's that's what I would say because I think from obviously the conversations that I've been having, Ralph Regnick is obviously that's baby Ralph in it. Yeah, that everyone knows about their relationship in it, and he makes it very obvious that he, they've got a relationship. So I'll be very surprised if United didn't go for him in it. But I don't think I. I think this is going to be sorted out and he will stay somewhere. Well, how long for, I'm not sure in it, but yeah. I think he will yeah. stay for next season. So, all right, man, let's move on to a bit, bit more happier news. Um, obviously, Chelsea booked a last minute winner versus Newcastle um, this afternoon, courtesy of Kai Havertz. Now, Tabs, can we say that Kai Havertz has beaten the Bundesliga tax allegations? Bro, from early, bro, literally watching him today again live. Like everything is in slow motion. You was in the stadium, man. Were you at the game? Yeah, yeah I went. To oh, yeah, oh, you at the game? Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> Didn't even realize. Boy, chat to me, but I was, I was, I was the game, and then chat to me about Kai Havertz live in the flesh. Why, why, why are the Donnies hating? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hating. Um, nah, man. Um, yeah, Kai Havertz, man. Like everything actually looks slow motion when he's doing it, but my God, is he a quality player, bro? Like. Anything that boy touches, like for me anyway, like seems like it's t- coming to gold. And yeah, like um, from what we, from the discussions we had, like I think last year, I'm not sure if they continued on this year, but yeah, man, he's he's proven that he can do it in the Prem. And he's also, 
if I'm not mistaken, playing as a striker. Mm-hmm. He's like basically yeah, taking on that striker position. So, yeah, he's he's doing it. He's definitely doing the damn thing. Obviously, today, um, last minute things for Chelsea when, yeah, you know, they were looking for Big Rome or um, Timo to pull up. Yeah, he pulls up again and, um, yeah, delivers for Chelsea. That's right? actually That's actually a great thing that you said that obviously, like, they, they were looking for Timo to kick on and obviously Lukaku was the big signing, but ultimately their hero of last season is, you know, pull, pulling them up again, like this season. And I said it, man, I think even last season when Kai, Kai Havertz was struggling a bit, I could see things in his game where I thought like, okay, this guy is a climatization thing. Where like he's just he's literally just clocking the league, the players, how we should move, and then once he's once he's actually realised what he needs to do, he'll flourish, man. And took a, took a took a bit, Jake. I must say this season, but I think like from November November ish onwards, he's been moving crazy, man. Performance yeah. wise, not even just like goals wise, but just like his overall performance, he's just looking more assured of himself, man. 100% like I think last seven games he's been involved in seven goals like this is the richest vein of form he's been in in a Chelsea shirt like he's finding that consistency like I've said it before the Champions League final that he gets a free pass for the rest of his Chelsea career from me like anyone else could criticise him I wouldn't argue it but to me it wouldn't matter whereas now like he is our big time player he he's bloody brilliant like whatever what just Hubs just said whatever he touches turns to gold I think Today, he struggled and the team struggled. It was emblematic. Like, he couldn't pull us up, especially in that first half. Like, we just could not get the ball moving whatsoever. But that touch of gold, like, especially over Dan Byrne, that six foot seven prick. Mm. Yeah, oh. Jorginho did well with that pass, man. Oh, that, that, that elbow was nuts, though. Like, what, what, do, what do you think about that? So, people in the said it should have been either a red or nothing because it kind of it can't just be. Yeah, a, I, I, don't, I don't get the yellow then. Yeah, <laughs> the way yeah the the way I see these decisions, I've said it before on the pod, not just with my own team but with everyone else's, is that as soon as you give the ref an opportunity to send you off to give you a penalty, whatever, you can't complain, and that's that's what Kai Havertz did with that jump. There's obviously no intent for it. But if he got sent off there, I don't think Kai could have any complaints. It just, as soon as you give the ref an opportunity, he can take it. So would I say he got lucky? I don't think it was a red myself. But again, you can complain. Like the Shalabur decision on the penalty, I don't understand that. As soon as that, that happened, so I went, that's a pen. So that, that, that was sympathy, referee, man. What, what, what I don't understand was because so you showed the decision then I think on the commentary they said oh yeah it was um Varov said that the shirt pull wasn't enough and I sat there like the shirt pull wasn't even the fucking bit that was wrong with it it was Shalibur taking two or three shots at Jacob Murphy with mm. the wrong foot and putting him to the floor yep. so yeah like I think Chelsea were lucky in that regard like I thought the referee had an appalling day I don't think he got many decisions right at all whatsoever on the whole Bro, that, that ref even got a FIFA badge, man. Like, how? It's like, awful, man. FIFA's a corrupt organisation. I won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, at the end of the day, I don't think Newcastle really did that much, to be honest. I just don't think we did either. We got that bit of quality right at the end to win. It's a big three points. Like, in... Because we're just trying to hold on to third here, and I think we are still pretty much odds-on favourite. We really should be doing that. But every point matters. Like Newcastle, they hadn't lost a game in nine in the yeah, league. Yeah. 
Like they were in great form. They looked confident as well, especially defensively. Like they couldn't do anything attacking. I've got, I've got I've got one more question about this game, yeah, Jake. Yeah. Say if it was Lukaku instead of Kai, would have gone in. Nope. He wouldn't have even he wouldn't have even <laughs> gone on the ball. Like that, <laughs> you know that touch would have just <laughs> that would have ended up. Like, well, like um we said before, like we were looking to Romelu, we were looking to Timo. Timo got the exact same ball. He got one over the top and he tried to control it with his fine. He fucking put it out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the spot, like it was so it's just that composure. And I think that comes from being in form. Like Kai just he the ball went over the top and he knew what Well, it's to not do. even a form it's thing, it's just being lit, man. It's just that's yeah. it's just being lit, bro. Cause that touch was beautiful. That's mm. that's the down things, man. Like mm. yeah. exactly. like I I think. I, I don't see how Lukaku gets it back in this side. I think because Ziyech, he was okay, but I don't think he did enough to say he should be starting. Werner definitely didn't. I thought he, again, like it, this was back to back starts for him for the first time since October in the league. Don't think he did really anything to warrant getting another one. Yeah. I think Pulisic, once he's back, because he's been sick, like once he's feeling better, he goes straight back into the front three. Him, Mount, and Kai. Yep. And we continue with those boys because they continue to show they've got the connections and they're in form and ready to play because every game's a big one at the minute and they're the three we can rely on. Yeah. Before we move on, um, I just want to ask you one more question. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but one of your OGs, Lampard, has come into the news lately, mainly obviously because Everton are in a relegation battle, but also about his comments uh, distancing himself from Abramovich. Um <laughs> Personally, I thought the way he answered it was a bit mad for for what he means to Chelsea and how long he's been there as a player and manager as well. He said, what, he what, said what you, ain't, you... you ain't cancelling me, Joe. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I mean, Jake, how, how did you see it as a Chelsea fan? Um, yeah, it was a bit... Because well, didn't you say something along the lines of like, I've seen like a average like less than five times over the last decade or something like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> odd comment wasn't it like I think I think Charles absolutely right it's just a case it's almost like a fear-based comment like he should just have stayed because it over at no, sorry let me get my words right correctly he's he basically supersedes what he said beforehand which yeah. was like <laughs> it's really bad on the normal working day people the people behind the staff the people that I care about and it's just that one sound bite that you just didn't need to say that gets over mm. um Gets he made he, he made it more of a like a, a thing than it, it it needed to be. Yeah, he, he could have made it very simple and just be like, yeah, like obviously during my time with Chelsea, I will we'll, we'll associate with each other. But obviously that changed. Yeah. <laughs> like no one would have batted the eyelids. Yeah, it, it, for me it just it screams like a lack of preparation. Yeah, I think like you look at like, I said it earlier, but two cow the way he speaks like. He's educated on the issue. He, they obviously know it's coming up. He knows he's going to have to front up because even though Petr Cech came out today, he is still the main man that gets all the brunt of these questions. And like, I just don't think Lampard was almost ready for it. Like, if I'm in that position, I'm getting someone from PR or whatever and saying, right, this, what do you exactly need to say here? And I'll stick to a script and I'll get myself ready for it. So... I mean, to be honest, I don't really care that much. Like, let him deal with his relegation battle. And <laughs> probably for him, boy. He needs it's... to focus on staying in the league. Look, <laughs> after that comment, Fat Frank was trending on Twitter, which I felt funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, 
he needs to sort himself out. He needs to get himself ready because that job he'd taken shouldn't have done it. But that's a he's a grown man. He needs to figure it out. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too bothered. Like as long as we're still winning and Tommy Tuchel's still doing a job, it's fine by yeah. me. Hear you, man. Hear you. Let's move on to Spurs United then. Um, our Spurs started the week with a 5-0 um, pumping of Everton uh, before preparing themselves to meet the team they just can't seem to beat. I mean, have the, I, I think the commentators here, they said like Spurs have not beaten United in Youngs. Is that true? Like, No, they I beat us they last season. They Was beat us, like, what, 5-1 last season? The Mourinho thing, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it like a lopsided... 6-1. What do you call it? A lopsided, uh, like the ratio, like you, you guys have beaten them bare times. The history, the yeah. history, yeah, yeah. history wise, yeah, definitely history wise. Okay, beat more times than they beat us, yeah. Um, United not in good forms, of course. Yourselves, um, had a whole week to prepare for this game, and with the return of CR, they responded with a. Oh, let me say, he responded with a bang. Uh, Prez. Um, yep. This is you know, uh, Tabo and Shalom. Feel free to chime in, but <laughs> is it safe to say you've beaten the let the young boys flourish allegations with your, your Ronaldo's performance yesterday? <laughs> no, nah, he's still blocking them, man. He's, he's still, still blocking them, yeah. No, but in all in all seriousness, man. Um, as I, I think I've said a, a few pods ago, that like Ronaldo is still very much capable of uh, being the big man in the big moments. Um, albeit, you know, he's not the the same player that he was when he left United um, all those years ago. He's still very much capable as a goal scorer, as a goal threat, and as a big player to to, to give us uh, big moments. And uh, he's shown us that in not only just this Tottenham game uh, that uh, we've obviously won 3-2, but in uh, numerous games within the Champions League this season as well. So, yeah, man, um, all three of the goals were, were very much um, uh, Ronaldo goals, if you like, uh, especially the header. Uh, that header was uh, a brilliant header, wonderful header. Um, and yeah, man, um, happy to get the win. I don't think the performance overall was that great. I mean, there was probably isolated performances from certain players that you can probably pick on and say, okay, they had good games. Like Fred, um, I think he put himself about really well. Yeah, he looked good. Um, yeah, he, sh- he, showed, he showed us the things that I've always said that he's good at, but he doesn't show us uh, enough of uh, with the, uh, the one-on-one duels and... Um, you know, transitioning the ball really well as well, and um, getting the ball forwards uh, on on his day, he, he's he's really really good at that. So, um, yeah, man, uh, pleased to get the three points and uh, another win over Tottenham. But uh, yeah, still still work to do on 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 the performance side of things uh, ahead of the uh, game on Tuesday, which is obviously our biggest game of the season. I just wanted to stick to Ronaldo. Uh, Tabs, come here, man, because obviously our boy Messi. Um, <laughs> Here we go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, nah, listen. Like, if you look at, like, Ronaldo's performances this season, yeah, Tabs, and you look mm-hmm. at Messi's performances this season, yeah, mm-hmm. what would you say is the main difference? Both stinking across the board, but what's been the main difference between the two? Obviously, Where I think Ronaldo has the edge. We've always known that Ronaldo, when it gets dark, that is his, like... It's his moment to shine. Like he actually thrives off the fact when someone is putting him down, like Back, Gary Neville, against the wall. Yeah, like when Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher this week, like what they were saying about that Donny, yeah. <laughs> and then like he puts up a performance like that. It's literally like he's got a sink or swim thing, and that that's why I've always commended. Like, all right, you know what? 
Like, what can I say about this? You reckon, Tabs? No, no, no chest with that, man. Sorry. Hold on, let, 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 let Tabs land, man. Uh, so I, I'm commending him, saying that, yo, like, when it comes to backs against the wall or when it gets dark, as my friends, my good friends, you know, from back home would say, it's long. It's long. Mm. He, he does his thing. He shines. And, uh, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. But the thing is, then, we look at mm. our goat, Messi, yeah. and, like, in the game against um, Real Madrid, right. both legs actually. Um, um, he's the he's the senior guy, kind of in that t- in that PSG team. They got ballers, but he's the he's the guy in it. Been doing it since 06. Yeah, he's not dragging them to the promised uh, land. And he's not been dragging his team, mm. as as Tosis like likes to remind us time to time and time again. But we have to be honest about it. Like no, he's well, not been dragging his team the same pass- way a Ronaldo a has been. I want to passenger. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me talk. Let me let me hold on. Let me you'll you'll get involved. So it's hold on. Tabs. So I think with Messi, yeah, there's a few factors. Um obviously, um going to PSG, there's a huge expectation in terms of the other star casts that are there. And um it's clearly not happening. Ah, like, what am I hearing? Yeah, uh, the, the thing yeah. is this is I why mean, I think Ronaldo no, I mean, hold is, on, hold uh, on. I've not even finished, and people are like, What am I hearing? And at tabs, I think you're saying you what you're saying is slightly correct, but I think it comes down to this. This is why I think people would rate Ronaldo over Messi. Goals win you games. This oh, guy's the greatest goal scorer we've ever seen in football. So when oh, it yeah. comes to that, he is going to edge Messi and that's what we've seen. Messi isn't scoring goals, is he? Ronaldo right is. Now. That's right just plain, that's, on, that's just facts. Right that's what Ronaldo will give you. Right now he isn't. But um, also, let me remind you, Lionel Messi has six golden uh, I, I don't. I don't even want to make this an uh, argument. What does that have to do with what we're talking about right now, though, man? Nah, you brought, I've, up, I've, you brought up the goal scorer situation, and I'm trying to put in perspective. Nah, let's. I don't want to. Sh- let's let's no, no, go. No, let's no, no, go no, into deep web. Get back to your even, yeah. Yeah, it's not even a like comparison thing about goal scoring. Like Ronaldo's doing his thing, but um, as I was saying about Messi, obviously when he's gone there, there's the whole supporting cast thing that they should do this, they should do that. And it's not clearly worked out like that. And yeah, um, it's the first time he's been away from home, man. Like, let's be real. It's the first the time thing, he's been away from home. The thing is, the thing is, me, that, that translates to me is that he can't hack it in another league. That's what it says to me. Excuses, man. First time he's been away from home. I've heard some I've heard. That's excuses. I've heard some excuses. I've right now. Man said he's homesick. Tosin, let me go to you, man, because obviously these are the two clear goats of our generation. Of all time, Tops. in my opinion. Um, Tops, about... we... <laughs> Toast, we... are you there? We got you. Yeah, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. We got you, finally. On, we got you finally, on, on wax as well. So, okay. Toast. So, I, I, I want to I, I chime in in it because um, yeah. I, I, I actually took a screenshot of a graphic that I saw on Monday. I was, I was just watching like an ESPN FC um, debate about Ronaldo. So, under Solskjaer, um, 16 games played, 12 goals, two assists. That's 14 goal involvements in 16 games. Under Ragnick, f- prior to, to yesterday's game, 14 games played, three goals, one assist. That's four goal involvements in 14 games. I mean, before Solskjaer was sacked, his his record goal involvements was pretty much one for one. And you've seen Ragnick come in and not been afraid to drop him, not been afraid to make everything about him. And for me. A lot of people are now looking at these games he's had under Ragnick and saying Ronaldo's finished. But if you actually look at how he's performed over the course of the season, 
when he's been the main guy, he's been absolutely exceptional. Like for me, that performance yesterday, it was a slap in the face to the can't trap the ball FC, blocking the rock, blocking the young boys FC, all of these <laughs> naysayers there. talking nonsense, bro. And I actually think that right now, I, 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 in a way, I understand it because for me, Solskjaer was playing game to game. He was fighting for his life. He probably didn't even feel like he could drop Ronaldo. But at the end of the day, he had him in the team and you saw the output. You saw what he was doing at the beginning of the season. Ragnick, I fully understand it. He's been playing the likes of Rash, trying to get Rashford reintegrated back in the team. Alanga's been playing over Ronaldo sometimes. Sancho's been getting a good run. Obviously, no, but I think Ragnick, in, I think, I think Ragnick is, is a very honest guy, man. And but he's been dropping it, it, Ronaldo because it, it, Ronaldo's been play, out, not been playing well. I, I disagree. I think he's actually, because he's the guy for the long term, whether or not he ends up being manager, he knows that he's going to be like the, the was it? He's going to be local, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. He's actually thinking Ronaldo is not in my long-term plans. He's not United's future. So I can fully understand why he's not made Ronaldo the center, the center point of the team. So like, when he when he when he dragged when Ronaldo he in that what was that game where he dragged Ronaldo and then I think Elango or Rashford scored? What, what uh, game was, was that? It Brent, Brentford away, I think. Brentford away, right? yeah. Was that yeah, justified yeah. toast? Alanga well, scored in that game um, when he when he. That's came what in. I'm saying. So what, so some of okay. some of his decisions of dropping Ronaldo was justified. You can't say it wasn't. Okay, but that okay, that's just that's just one example. In my in my personal Come opinion, on. in my personal opinion, the this little period that uh, Rangnick's been manager, Ronaldo has been made a scapegoat. But you mm. can see yesterday. Like what he's capable of doing. The man is 37 years old. No one is who, saying that he's not capable this? of doing that. No one is saying that. Hold on, Tabs, Tabs. We were on pods a couple, a couple of Let's weeks have a ago. Let's People were talking about Ronaldo can't even trap the ball at this point. Like it was an incredible, <laughs> it was an incredulous reach. And for me, my idol in football, I'm not gonna stand for it. At the end of the day, if you're gonna have an objective argument. Let's look at him across the season. Like, I presented the facts here. It's clear what has happened under Rangling. Like I said, anyway, I personally feel as if now, and now until the end of the season, if United really want to go for top four, they have to let Ronaldo go for broke here. They'd have to make Ronaldo the centre point of the team because at the end of the day, he is their best player. He's Ronaldo is the, United's only chance right now of getting top four. And this is and, why I maintained he should be in the team. And, and um, your comments yesterday as well about Bruno and Ronaldo cannot coexist. Like I said, didn't it, man? I mean, and we've seen it in the in the in the national in the in the national team as well, man. They've struggled to play together. Like Bruno, sometimes, as much as I love him and as much as I think he's a brilliant player, sometimes I see him as, as a failed striker. Sometimes I feel like sometimes he'd be happy to take all the glory, get all the goals, and get all the assists because you have a player of his quality and you have a player of Ronaldo's quality. And at times this season, they've really struggled to just really play together and to be to both be output monsters at the same time. Like Bruno, first game of the season, came out of the blocks with a hat-trick. I mean, I don't think I've seen him play well as well as that since the first game of the season. Like, ever since Ronaldo's come in, it's, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle having both in a minute. But yeah, like I said, didn't it, man? Like I said, like... Br- br- Sorry? Can I pull it back? Go on. Um, you you lot are trying to rubbish my goat, and I'm not going to stand for it, really, frankly. We haven't even mentioned so, Messi once. So <laughs> yes, you did. You mentioned Messi at the beginning of this. Oh my days! So Ronaldo has 32 appearances this year, 18 goals, sick, with three assists. Messi has 26 appearances with seven goals and 10 assists. So the output is pretty much the same. Whichever way you want to look at it, it's just Messi's not scoring. So everyone. 
automatically to be honest like no 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 to be honest automatically everyone says that Messi is you really think his numbers are no 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 you've put no context into those numbers at all bro no context what's the context Ronaldo's played 32 games he has 18 goals and three assists bro he's two league goals did you watch Messi the other day two league goals that's what I'm saying to you lot that Messi has performances rather than just it goals 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 Ronaldo doesn't have performances no 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 we need to move on because we're we're getting into that we're getting into that this has always been the factor I just wanted to come back and let you lot know in it alright Tabs thank you get out of here for another time Cha. So, no Metomo and no Bruno, like I said earlier. Um, uh, Still a a Pogba disaster class, I thought, to be honest, yesterday. But in general, for me, it looked like um, it was a better performance from your midfield in general than in recent times yesterday. Would you agree? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, I can't help. Every time I watch my United, I just wish, especially when I watch Matic play, I always think, oh, I wish we had him like five years Five Younger. years earlier, yeah, I think he's just—it's just clear as day, and it like there's—I don't think there's no modern team at the moment that hasn't got a six that's like an outstanding six, and I think we are the only club in the top six at the moment who hasn't got a six that's like a recognised sort of number six that—that's his position, and, and I think it shows. Um, but saying that, yesterday I think Matic, um, I think Pogba had a poor game. To be honest, I think he seemed kind of off it for some reason. Um, to his standard anyway, not a poor game in general, but to his standard. Mm. Um, and I think our outstanding player, I think obviously Ronaldo would get the applause, but I actually think um, Fred was uh, actually our best player in the park. Um, he was everywhere. Like I've seen Fred have those kind of games, um, but what I did like about him is that we actually played him in his actual position um, as an eight. He's never a six. Um, he hasn't got the, the know-how how to be a six, but I think in an eight, uh, position um, with obviously maybe better players around him. He's definitely a squad player that we should sort of keep keep around because, as I said, he has got qualities that um, throughout the course of the season come in handy. Um, obviously, look, I'm not saying that we should b- build our team around him, but I do think to an extent um, he has a place within our squad, um, just not to be relied upon. Yeah, facts. Um, let's let's talk a bit about Spurs, man. Um, toast, pull up again. Our boy Strizzer's not in the building. But I think with the result yesterday, Spurs are effectively out of the top four race. Now, when I say that, obviously mathematically still possible. They've still got a few games in hand. Um, But mentally, leaving with zero points from your fellow um, rivals for for this particular spot is not something that was wanted, despite uh, a good performance, away performance from them. Um, Do do you think so too? Do you you not consider them anymore as as a rival for this spot? Spurs are <clears throat> Spurs are enough in football team, man. Like I said, I said, I said this the other day that you don't know what you're going to get week to week with Spurs, and this was very similar with Arsenal earlier on in the season. I said, I said it before, like you can't you can't pull up at Etihad, win three two, and then four days later go to Burnley and lose one nil, and then five days later or three days later you go to Leeds, you spank them four nil, and then your first team gets beaten in the in the FA Cup a couple of days later. So and then. A couple of days later, 5-0 against Everton. And then you come, you go to Old, Old Trafford, you stink up the joint and you lose 3-2. Like, so there was a graphic on Twitter earlier today. They've pretty much, for like the last like 10, 10 or 12 games, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Like, you don't really know where, if you're coming or going with, with Tottenham right now. They'll probably go to Brighton on, on Wednesday and probably get beaten by a, a Brighton team that cannot win for love nor money. So 
that that's that's what I expect really. I mean, I don't think Spurs have a chance to to make top four like anymore. To be honest, I mean, I, I'd give West Ham a better chance of finishing above them if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on, man. Let's move on to North London, um, the red side. One game a week, Arsenal had another full, <laughs> full rest don't for their game. Don't let them and hear you. What? Every time. That's your name. One game a week, Arsenal. That all or nothing doctrine will be lit. Let them and hear that. When we win, there's an excuse. That all or nothing doctrine will be lit. Much to the dismay of obviously press, who is preparing a dossier of conspiracy, conspiracy theory in regards to this. We'll wait for that on the in the end of the season, but. Nevertheless, the game versus Leicester ended up in a 2-0 dub for the Gunners, um, who are, of course, setting pace for that top four spot. So, Shalom, man. Um, mm-hmm. Chat to me about that game, man. Good win. Yeah, um, that was a banana slip type of game for Arsenal. So, the fact that we came out of that game winning was very satisfying. Um, great game for Odegaard. Great game for Partey. Um Odegaard is good, man. Yeah, Odegaard. I've been quietly preening him for a couple of games, man. I'm trying to see if it's a fluke or something, but nah, man. No, because I think people need to understand this Odegaard guy because he's been playing first in football from the age of what, 13, 14? Mm. I mean, he was he 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 got his first cap for for Norway, I believe, when he was around that age, 14, 15. So he's been playing for a while and he's a quality, quality player. And Arsenal getting him for thirty five million is a steal. Um, Low key, so it's, it's a massive. How old steal. is he? How old is he? He's twenty two, twenty three, twenty three. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think the thing with him is that he could have easily been like a Bojan, with like a, you know, like those players that have very sort of strong stardom. Yeah, with very well, busted, yeah. busted wonder kid. Basically, yeah, yeah, he could have very easily been that in it. But fair play to him, man. Good player. Yeah, so it's it's just been great seeing Odegaard just you know move from 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 strides to stride um great all-round all game um i felt the defense was good we took our Ian natural out of the game so that was good by gabriel um you can see leicester were feeling the um the fatigue so they were, they were slightly fatigued you can definitely tell yeah and and yes i can tell i understand the one game one game a week arsenal is what it is we're here we might as well capitalize on human so. human looked way fresher yeah, I mean, any, anyone in this league would would be in that situation. Oh, mate, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. exactly. So we we're, we're we're taking our, I guess, our advantages wherever we find them, and uh, and also, toast, man. We need to. I know you don't like Jacker, but <laughs> I thought he's been playing well. I think clearly what's going on here is you remember when Wenger came. Well, when Wenger bought him, and Jacker was supposed to be a box to box player. But he yeah. never, he was never a box to box player for, for Wenger, and the problem with Jack is that when he plays that six or the, the six, he's very, he's, he's not mobile or agile enough to deal with situations. So I've, I believe the, the position that Arteta has employed him to play right now is, is getting us to see the best of Jacker, and we just leave um, Partey just to clean up. But so far, so far, so good. I'm very, very, very impressed with Arsenal and, and, I'm, and I'm excited. But I think we lose against Liverpool because Liverpool are a superior team. Hey. Where's the game? Where's the game? At, at, the your source, man. at the Emirates. Yeah, the Emirates. Mm-hmm. I see a draw. Ooh. 
I mean, we. I, I mean, we are. I. I fancy our chances. Let's put it that way. But You've got the second best um, record at home, though. This, season. this thing Not is bad. when I when I realized Liverpool are just a, a, a superior team with that Carling Cup defeat, mm. where they didn't have Salah, they didn't have Mane, but their yeah. midfield just bowled. <laughs> and when you yeah, just fair. when you just looked at that and like Jota was just scoring, you couldn't miss. I mean, look at that. You're thinking, okay, they're going to have Mane, Sale, Diaz. We have, it's going to be a very hard game. They're going to steamroll us, man. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, yeah, like you said, you, you put it perfectly. They're the superior side, really. I mean, like, I, I don't really see us getting anything, anything out of that game. We're in a, a great vein of form, but I don't feel as if we've really been able to kind of navigate beating Liverpool for, for, some, for some time now, really. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not really a game I'm, I'm kind of... Get, Getting too too excited about to be honest in terms of getting anything from, but is this one of your home, your your game in hand? This is one of our games in hand. So yeah. for, fortunately, well, it's our game in hand as well. And what are your um, others? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, good point. Um, we've still got Tottenham to be rearranged as well. The North London Derby, Chelsea, Chelsea. And then obviously Chelsea. Oh, is that actually hmm, that, really... that uh, Chelsea yeah. game? Yeah, it's a big one as well. You know, because yeah, yeah. Arsenal can still third. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Munya reckons you're coming to the bridge and winning, but I it'll be the first time in a while that Arsenal play like two fixtures in a week. Yeah, yeah. Charles, so yeah. what you, you think? You think the window's still open? Yeah, I I'm mean, I didn't, re- I didn't, re- I didn't realize that your um games in hand were against like the top teams. I, f- I don't know why I thought they were against like. Yeah, that's off game. Yeah, Chad, that's not great either, Charles. So. You know, don't, don't, listen, listen, back, listen. back to the mountains, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, Chad, that's why I've never backed <laughs> Arsenal for don't. fourth year until we play those games, and then don't, I can sell it. Cool, don't, cool. Don't get any of my confusion thinking that my club is going to win the games that we need to win, bro. Let's not even get there. And I'm just saying, I didn't realize that like the window was that. I, I've been looking at top four, thinking it's basically done. You know, like mm. I think it is, but obviously I didn't realize the games were they are in it. So it's still it's still to play for, I guess. But yeah, I don't back my team to be honest. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah, no, I I just wanted to talk quickly about um obviously you, um Mace was giving a lot of praise to Erdogan just now, but obviously there's no space in the team for a certain ESR who's your your current uh, top scorer in the Premier League. Is that right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a little bit of a difficult one because from my perspective, obviously ESR is a, a great player, but you can't leave Odegaard out of the side. I mean, he he's your creative, he's your creative hub basically, and everything yeah. almost runs through him from a creativity perspective. But yeah. it almost feels unfair to ESR to leave him out because of the contributions he's made to the season. So, what, what what's your take on 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 you know him him basically being dropped for for Odegaard? It's not ESR or the God, I think it's ESR Martinelli. Martinelli, Martinelli yeah. I was gonna say yeah, that, yeah. For me, sorry, and a few weeks back, uh, I think a few people attacked me when I was like, why can't ESR get a look in in group chat? And I was literally speaking on this matter that obviously, look, I understand why Lacazette needs to play in, in terms of like the hold up play and build up play, whatever, all that kind of good stuff. But for me, the way I see it is Martinelli up top. Get ESR in the team and Odegaard obviously is the 10. That is like my... Sorry, team. sorry. Say that yeah, again. that's naive though, Tabs. That that's again, naive. Bro? That's naive. 
You're trying to go that city oh. false yeah, nine sort of yeah. vibe. Did you say ESR up top? No, no, Martinelli, Martinelli up top. Martinelli up top, he said. Yeah. Your that's own brothers naive. are ready to jump on you, Tuck. That's naive this? because oh, that's just, just, saying, yeah, no, no, knowledge is nah, lacking. Just, <laughs> just imagine Martinelli against like what's his name, the no, da, like, like a Dan no, Byrne no, or like something. Already, no, he's just... already, no, 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 um, Sharon. Already, yeah. you're telling me why it's not going to work. Why yeah. are you not telling me why it is going to work when Martinelli is banging in goals? He's on form right now. But he's better bro, from the bro. left. He's not a a, a number I'm nine that holds. If if, as, if he's read, go ahead, Protos, go ahead. Sorry, man. I just want to say, as much as as much as um, Lacazette's obviously struggled, like just in front of goal. I mean, if you, if you just look at the Watford game, it's a perfect example, man. Like his back to goal play has been so crucial. But for I us said that already. And made that other point. players into play. Like it, it, it's, I made, I made it's so clear. Point. Like Mar- Martinelli hasn't shown us that he's capable of doing that in that position. And I'm Arsenal are given not playing. The to Arsenal are not playing through. Lacazette to score goals. So if, if you put Martinelli in that position, the balance just it get it gets chucked out of the window. Tabs, do you do you reckon you're you you reckon you're better? You know better than than Arteta I'm in this situation. What I would say, as in also give it a go. speculating, like, isn't it? Like what I'm saying is give it a go. There's there's Tabs, no reason we have given it a go. But what I would say though is that you might not have given the go with Martinelli up front, but you've seen a player of his kind of ilk in in Aubameyang playing up front. The player that wants space in behind. That's what Martinelli plays off. Spacing behind, he's he's, talk about he's better off man. the ball. No, but I'm saying that like, Yang, obviously, that sort of no, no, mode, that that, that pro. That, no, listen, let me finish. Let me finish. Because when I, take, me, I played right, Yang on the left, finish. you were all chatting shit. Now you're back. Let me finish, bro. No, listen to what I'm saying already. to you, bro. Listen to what I'm saying to you. That profile of player obviously doesn't fit in the way that Arsenal are looking to progress. Like, hence the reason why Lacazette came in because he can play with his back to goal to an I extent. Like saying that Martinelli as a profile... Let me, bro, let me finish, bro. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Martinelli, Martinelli <laughs> as a player, he's like his go-to, his USP is running off the ball in space. So if you're saying that Aubameyang, whose USP is exactly that, doesn't work in this type of team, what makes you think Martinelli will? I'll be honest with you. I just feel as if right now, anyway, at least, I know we've, I know we've had a lot, a lot to say about Lacazette and been frustrated with him. I think he's more indispensable in this position right now than Martinelli is. I mean, you, you, you bring mm-hmm. in ESR, it's a straight replacement, really. Who, who, who really comes in for but, Lacazette at this point? Like, like I said, it just it messes up the whole balance. Just going back to my earlier point about. Odegaard in the 10 position, like just looking at how you guys started the season and and and, and personnel-wise, how you set up, you actually did start off with uh Smith Rowe in the 10 position. So um yeah. there there was that progression where Arteta actually made the decision to to drop to drop uh, ESR out of that 10 position. Um so I don't know, if we look at Martinelli on the left-hand side and then maybe swapping him with Lacazette, I don't think it will work because the way Odegaard operates, he he needs that, um, almost like that uh, player to bounce off. That Giroud type of player. Giroud type of player. It sounds good on paper. It sounds good on paper. But yeah, on on paper it does, but I I don't think in reality it will work. It's no FIFA ultimate team, man. (laughs) Tabs, man. Again, again, They're pamming you, bro. Bike, bro. Again, always oh, bike. Wow. Until, until <laughs> it happens. No, no, no. It will happen. No, just no, not no. this season, until man. Next season, possibly. Then I'll back yeah, it, Tabs. But, and, but did you hear what I said in the beginning? Mm. People never listen to understand it. They listen to respond. <laughs> I basically, <laughs> I basically from, from one of his many books. 
Hold like, on. I, I basically, I basically, before I said any any slander on Lacazette, I said I realized why Lacazette is in the team. However, I would like to see ESR get the chance because he deserves it. You mean Martinelli, not ESR? But you're not going to. No, wait, um, tap, tap, tap. ESR and tap. the way that the way that happens. <laughs> Is lacquer yeah. true? One last question. Yeah, that so was, that's uh, the point that tabs, I was so, making. Because you, right, I remember you, in, the, in the group in the group chat, you were talking about how you want um, Arsenal to go and sign a striker throughout summer. So, are you saying that you'd you'd be happy for Arsenal not to sign a striker if Martinelli gets to play up front? No, of course I want a striker. And the striker, when Andy asked me the question, which striker, I said, I want someone that does it all. The reason why is I recognize that what Lacazette does is actually valuable to Arsenal. That's why I said I want a striker that does it all. Not just bags, but he can, you know, do what Giroud used to do for Arsenal, like link up play, all of that stuff. I realise... Bobby Firmino for 30, boy. Mm. So, that, mm. so I do recognise that. Get me? Mm. I'm that not Bobby saying shout, that. That Bobby shout, Drew. I hear that. What's that? Yeah, it'll fit in like a glove there, man. Firmino. Bobby shout. Shut up, man. <laughs> nah, man, Bro. man. And uh, so, I mean, uh, like love, love and respect to, to Bobby, but not not at this stage of his career. Anyway. Yeah, we're I would say Arsenal we're building a young, we're building like, hear, a young team, like built of like 21, 22, 23 year olds. In terms of the mold, in terms of ability, ability, hundred percent. It's just it, it wouldn't be a long term move for me. Mm-hmm. It'd be mm-hmm. like a David Luiz, isn't it? Like you're pulling your hair out after like eighteen months. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Yeah, you say William. <laughs> hey, <let's laughs> <talk about that. laughs> what is he up to? He's uh, in Brazil and in Corinthians, hey, I think. Is it? Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man, let's head over to the bar, man. Jake. Um, yeah, I spoke earlier, but it's got to be Tommy Tuchel. Like, I can't remember a time I was actually proud of a Chelsea manager. That's a weird one. I feel like a parent. Um, but no, like, he's brilliant. I think he's a massive asset. I could not have thought he would have had the impact that he's had on this club when he came in. And I hope when we get new owners, they recognise just how brilliant he is and continue to back him. And hopefully we actually have a long-term manager for once. That'd be nice. (laughs) Shout out to me, Tuko. Tuko. Man like Tabs. Yeah, man. I've come as the humble one here. Um, no. just want to shout out my um my young boys, man. They're doing their thing. Eleven games, twenty eight points. Um, you know, and just wanna just wanna shout them all out, man. All, like literally the the starting eleven, like uh, not put um a foot wrong. And when when there has been a foot wrong, like you know they've answered um the calling. So really proud of them in these eleven games. And um, let's just finish strong with the remaining twelve games. Yeah, man. Yeah, just a quick one for my GOAT, um, CR7. Uh, when he's called upon, he delivers a hat-trick, second hat-trick of his career at Man United. Um, and he's obviously at the business end of the season. So I'm hoping that he's able to kick on now and, and produce for us uh, in, in the final games, man. Shout out to my GOAT, CR7. Good boy. So, Yeah, no, I just wanted to take a shot. Um, for the people of Ukraine, and not even just the people in Ukraine, to be honest, but the pe- like there was world wars, hap- well, world wars happening all across um, the world that some not being recognised um, in sort of the Western media. Um, but yeah, I think it's important just to shed some light on it on this um, on the pod in it, just to say that we're with the people of Ukraine and and obviously the people in um, the world, like sort of countries in the world that that maybe we don't recognise all the time, but are going through wars too. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I want to piggyback off that as well. Fully agree with you. With all the world wars like Yemen, like we said, uh, Palestine for years and years and years as well. Uh, but a special shout out to the uh, to the Africans in Ukraine as well who are fa- who are facing racial abuse, uh, despite there being a war, which is incredulous, absolutely incredible. And yeah, I want to have a special special shout out and a shot for them Amen. because what they're facing is even yeah double than what the ukrainians are facing so yeah thanks i'll take that shot too man um yes sir so this was episode 104 of the varbar podcast make sure you follow us on the socials varbar podcast on twitter and the varbar podcast on instagram we are also on tiktok nowadays on varbar podcast follow us on there as well car we're starving so yeah my name is andrew aka rapping drew we are the VBP boys and we out. Peace. 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 <laughs> hey, Kyle.